Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, this is Lloyd Spence, and football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. Man, you can clean up at betonline.ag. Did y'all hear about that dude that was streaking in the Super Bowl? Streaked and paid the fine of $1,000, won 374000 Come on, y'all. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine, just like streaking in the Super Bowl. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. So head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But don't go streaking. It's not worth it. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. Popcorn World. Talking noise. 
the daily podcast that brings you up to speed and keeps you informed about real issues affecting real people. With your host, Mr. Talking Noise himself, Lloyd Smith. His beautiful wife, Mrs. Noise, Kenyatta Smith. The ever-informed Brother Noise, Alan Brown. And yours cordially, Uncle Noise, Shake Anderson. Come on in and join us as we reveal and opine today's most pressing issues. Real truth while having real fun. Chalky Noise is in your house right now. So sit back and enjoy Chalky Noise. is an NBC News special report. Here's Lester Holt. Good day, everyone. We're coming on the air with breaking news. It has to do with golf superstar Tiger Woods, who has been injured in a serious car accident in Palos Verdes, California, just outside Los Angeles. Woods has been hospitalized reportedly with multiple leg injuries and is undergoing surgery. It's not yet clear how seriously he's been injured, but we do know the SUV he was driving, he was the sole occupant, went off the road and rolled over shortly after 7 this morning. That's what happened. We went off the air yesterday, and we do like a post wrap up kind of thing at the end of every show. We talk a little bit, and as we're going off the air, I turn to my beautiful wife and Al, and I think Uncle already left. And I'm saying, "Huh, Tiger's been in an accident." Then the next thing I know, Tiger's been in a serious accident. And the next thing I know, this is not good. And that's what we knew then. Here's what we know now. Uh, at about 7 a.m. Pacific time, which would have been 9 a.m. our time, which would have been 10 a.m., uh, Eastern Standard Time uh, in the Rancho Palos Verdes area. There is a steep hill and turn that is in that area. And Tiger Woods, who was driving, I believe, a Genesis SUV came down the hill at that time. Now this is, from that moment, we don't know really what happened. But all we do know is that he jumped the, the, the curb, he flew over the southbound traffic, 
and his SUV rolled several times into a wooded area right off the path of the road. Um, we are not sure what caused the crash right now. Uh, we don't know if it was fatigue, uh, speed, fatigue, operator error, something wrong with the vehicle. We don't know. Mm -hmm. um, we do know that uh, the first responder met him and Tiger was coherent, fully coherent. We do know that he was able to tell him his name and who he was. Uh, and by the way, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, initial first responder did not know who he was. Was not sure in the in the initial glancing of him who he was. And mm -hmm. Tiger said, I am Tiger Woods. And he said, oh, my God. Okay. So he's there with him. Uh, the young man assessed the situation and realized that trying to pull him out of the vehicle would not be the smartest course of action in that moment. He called the fire department. He called EMS. He called more help, backup, police backup. They administered or, or issued, uh, issued is not the word I'm looking for. They utilized or decided to utilize what we know as the jaws of life, so commonly known as the jaws of life. It is a mechanism designed to cut through difficult and hard substances like metal of this type. They used that to pry him away from the car or the truck SUV rather. Uh, and they decided not to airlift him out. They decided his injuries weren't serious enough to airlift, but they were significant enough to put him on a uh, body board and immediately rush him to the hospital. Now, what is the status of his injuries? Uh, Tiger has been in, was in surgery for quite some time because of lower leg injuries. None of his injuries to date, and again, this is the fluid story, to date have been life threatening. So we don't, and there has been no indication that any of those injuries would be life threatening. So as of right now, it is just a situation where um, he has sustained serious injuries to his legs. Um, as of last night, initially it was just thought to be a compound fracture in both his legs. Uh, but in, in hearing more information last night, uh, it has been de determined that he had a tibia and fibula, fibula bone crushing, I think is what I was told, to the point where Rod had to be placed inside mm -hmm. of his lower legs uh, or his tibia and fibula so that uh, it would stabilize the leg and the muscles around it and everything, the soft tissue and everything. Also, his ankle and foot had to be put the screws and pins had to be put inside of his uh ankle and foot uh to stabilize them as well and i guess it was a 2021 um a 2021 genesis suv so that's what we know we also know 
where what he was going to do. He was apparently going to meet uh, a couple of celebrity friends uh, at the golf course, and um, they were going to he's film, do some filming. I want to say it was Drew Brees and somebody else. Drew Brees and somebody else. Well, he just uh, had uh, given um, lessons to uh, Dwayne Wade. Dwight. Yeah, Dwayne Wade. The night, the day, literally the day before. Right. Uh, and so, it is. Uh, it is a very fluid situation right now. That's what we know as of this broadcast in this moment at this time. Um. So yes, as a noisemaker, I see you in here, Chad, sending prayers up for Tiger, Dion, uh, Valentine Bones, everybody. Uh, yes, that's what it was. Drew Brees and Justin Herbert. That's what it was. So it, it, it's a fluid situation, and we, if anything should break during the show, um, we will absolutely uh, bring you guys up to speed on what we've heard or what we are hearing as it relates to Tiger Woods. But the discussion that I want to have with you today uh, and what and what we want to have as a show uh, today is a little deeper than that, as it always is. Because uh, as I pulls up, I am always concerned because I am, I've been in the media now, uh, I guess, geez, Sports media, I've been in for 12 years. Radio, I've been in 20. And I'm always concerned at how we do our job. I'll just be honest. I'm always concerned at how we do our job, how we tell the story, or how we relay the facts, and and what is considered news, and what we're looking for when we go and deal and, and create stories. And I'll be honest with you. Yesterday's press conference, I did not enjoy at all. I did not. In fact, I dare I would say I was somewhat offended. And here's why. And this is a weird thing that I'm about to say, but I know every one of you will appreciate what I'm saying. Okay. We are building a brand here at Noise Media. Mm -hmm. And... People are starting to get to know us. Uh, I'm being reached out to on the internet for certain things and different, you know, things, and it's kind of cool. So, in a sense, we're kind of building a, dare I say, celebrity. Um, and some people have known me for years for my radio show, as radio shows and different stuff like that. But we're building a measure of celebrity, if you will. Mm-hmm. And with that comes a responsibility, and I and not and we understand that responsibility. Unks a celebrity, he knows. Mm-hmm. So there's a measure of responsibility that comes along with that. Uh, but the other side of this is this: I'm having to. I'm now living. I've now chosen with all the shows that we have. I still do, and Daddy and the Girls, and Uncork Wine, and Talking Noise, and all these different shows. We are living our lives out loud. People kind of know us because we reveal quite a bit of ourselves. Not everything. We're not going to tell you everything. It's none of your business, everything. But 
but we reveal quite a bit. You're, we, and, and noisemakers, we consider you guys like family to us. So that's that's part of who we are and what we're doing. It is nothing on the level of a Tiger Woods and the way he lives his life. And the problem with a Tiger Woods living his life out loud is that everybody wants to hear it. They want to hear all parts of his life, and they think they have the right to. And then when they're not satisfied with what they're hearing, they try to create some more noise. Yeah. And yesterday's press conference felt a little bit like that. Yeah. Where's the controversy? Where's the scandal? What was he doing up at this time? Mm-hmm. What was, he trying to, was he drinking? Was he this? And, gr- and granted, Tiger has a complicated past. Mm-hmm. He has a very complicated past. But at the same time, at what point are the facts more important than the scandal or the scandal more important than the facts? Good question. So that's part of what we want to talk about, this expectation of celebrity. And so that's why we titled the show, Are You Tiger or Are You Eldrick Taunt Woods? Most of you just discovered today at uh, 1124 Central Time that his middle name is Taunt. <laughs> so that's what I want to talk about. I, I, that, I want to build our conversation from there. Did we? What are we looking for when these types of things happen? I, I I listened to what happened with Kobe a year ago, and everybody was wanting to build, wanted to be first, mm-hmm. and they were looking for something to break the story with, yeah. as if the crash itself wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So. A couple of outlets went on and said his whole family's on there. A couple of outlets went on and said Rick Box is on there too. Yeah. None of that was true. And they literally went on the air and said the words. Yeah. As opposed to getting the facts. I'll never forget this. I was on the air broadcasting my sports show in Louisville, Kentucky, when the Sandy Hook mm-hmm. uh, situation happened at the elementary school. Mm-hmm. And it was so fluid. I remember my whole team was scrambling, trying to get this information. And we're trying to relay it on the air. Now, this is a sports show. And we're trying to relay this information on the air live in real time. And mm-hmm. they're bringing me information. They're feeding me stuff. My, my, my interns are, hey, Lloyd, this is this what's happening. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody slow down. I don't want us to be first. Let me start there. I want to be right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to confirm, double, and triple check everything we say. And then once you think you truly have it and you've got enough sources to back it, that's when I'll go in the air and say it. That calmed the whole room down. And everybody was fine from that moment on. Mm -hmm. And we were able to tell people real-time information from an accurate place. But... It was amazing how many people weren't. Y'all remember that story? His mom was there. His yeah. For the school. Yeah. Uh, his dad. He was looking for his dad. He yeah. All types of crazy stuff that was told. Totally yeah. Yeah. And it made me wonder why are we trying to be first, and why are we trying to be sensationalized? 
especially with the life of a celebrity. Now, my last point. The, 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 the nature of celebrity is where I think a lot of people struggle because does that come with expectation? And is the expectation of celebrity unfair? Like, do we, we expect our celebrities to live a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way, and when they don't meet those expectations, we want to crucify them. It was the prophetess Lauren Hill that said, they'll hail you and nail you no matter who you are. So I want to unpack a lot of this, and I know that's a lot to open up with, but that's what we do here. We open up with a lot. And I want us, and Unc, Unc here, the brilliance of Unc, the wisdom of Unc, the heart of Mama Noise, and her brilliance as well. This is going to be a good show, I believe. And I believe we're going to have a good discussion. So shout out to all the noisemakers. Also in the watch party, uh, Lillian, Renee, Tolliver, Eric Tellis, Sean Saunders. What up, Sean? Uh, man, so many people watching today. Mac McKnight, uh, Alyssa Daniels McLeish. I'm not sure that is. That might be a new noisemaker. Um, we did get some new noisemakers, y'all, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, I just want us to talk about this and unpack this a little bit. So I will turn to Mama Noise. I'll turn to Unc um, to talk about all of this. What do you think about the whole thing? What do you think about the way it's being covered and talked about? What are your thoughts about celebrity as a whole? Well, Mom. well you know, I think you're absolutely correct. There were, everybody was jumping, trying to be first. Um, matter of fact, uh, they even plugged old girl that calls the, uh, that was in the middle of all the confusion, uh, the mistress. They plugged her into saying, get well, uh, you know. Oh, Tiger Woods? Yeah. Yeah, they 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 uh, put like a tweet from her saying "Get well, Tiger," and you know, it, I'm saying you just you just had to just you, you right, had to. We all love the mistress so I much. I mean, I'm sitting there going, "Really? That's that's where you went with it? That's you know?" Because at first they were just doing the um, the celebrities that he was uh, you know trying to teach golf to. He was he was doing them first. And you know, people was I'm sure people was like, oh, but then all of a sudden it's like, and guess who else is here? You know, oh girl. And you remember so her, like, don't you? Right. So it was like, <laughs> matter of fact, you know, they had to give that, you know, they had to clarify who she was. You know, it was like, wow, you know, that's like somebody saying, Oh, I mean, God forbid something terrible happens to uh uh uh, uh Bill Clinton, but then and they'd be like, uh, oh, we just received a Twitter post. From uh, Monica Lewinsky, uh, you remember her, don't you? The blue dress, uh, yeah. And it, and you're like, what the? What does that have to do like, with? What does that have to do with anything today? And, and you said, you know, uh, we do have a unbelievable uh, standard. We try to hold celebrities to one. We don't, you know, hold ourselves to, of course. Oh wow. We hold one. We hold one to them. And the reason why I said that is because, you know, not to take away from your point, but this morning they, they've been crucifying the boss, um, Bruce Springsteen, uh, because he uh, 
you know, they said he was drinking and driving. You know, he, he got in trouble for a D, DUI. And uh, but then they had my one of my favorite correspond legal correspondents is um, Joe Jackson uh, on CNN. That's my dude. And he was like, I'm trying to figure out why we're even here. Did you even find out what the percentage of his, you know, the blood and his alcohol was? It was so small. Why are we even having this conversation? People don't even go to jail for this small. People don't even get. I mean, he was just going on. He's, and I'm not trying to defend the celebrity. I'm saying as a, as your average average individual if you have this small amount you don't there's there, you know you go and have the breathalyzer and they go oh okay you got a little bit but it's not in a in a they send you on your way right so it was like okay and he was like man let me just tell you something celebrities boy you know you 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 think you want to be famous you think you want to be that guy but man when you realize that you know that Folks ain't got, you know, no, 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 um, what is it? Uh, uh, they don't have any compassion for you being a, a, a human being. They like, look, you're supposed to be a star. You ain't supposed to drink. You ain't supposed to drink and drive. You ain't supposed to do drugs. You ain't supposed to do it because my kids is looking at you. Instead of just saying, tell your kids, don't idolize these people. They're human beings, too. Unk, talk to us, man. First of all, that was amazing, Mama Noise. That was a really amazing rant. So I want to start by that. But Unk, talk to us. <laughs> you know, man, I was uh, when I saw this yesterday. I saw Tiger uh, had the accident, and all the details weren't coming out. And all they were showing was his car laying in that ravine or heap or whatever that area was. Mm. I did not know that he. You know the the uh, path that it took to end up there. I just knew uh, what I saw, and when first glance I looked at it, went, you know, it doesn't look that bad. Um, but because chaos sells, that's the bottom line. It does not matter how something looks in reality. If I can make it worse or amplify it to the point that you get excited, then you'll pass that information along. Because if all I said was I looked at the crash and said, you know, Tiger Woods has been in the crash, but it doesn't look that bad, that would have never got on the news. It, it would have got on to a degree because, of course, because it's Tiger Woods. Right. But I'm saying to the average person, especially this modern-day uh, client of media, is what I call the public, clients of media, to them – that wouldn't have even clicked on their radar. Oh, he's in a little rack, little accident, but it doesn't look that bad. That wouldn't have clicked on their radar. So what do you do? You blow it up. And that's the, for the last, what, 30, 40 years we've been in this. If it bleeds, it leads. And that's the point. It's like the, the worse you can make a situation sound, the worse you can make it be. And then if you can't get that, then you start digging for what I call, see, we left journalism long time ago. This, this is, most media, is, they're not journalists. Yeah. Journalists have a level of integrity within, within the context of their reporting. Right. They make sure that they vet the story. They make sure they vet the sources. They make sure they vet the timeline and everything. Whereas, you know, you got people with, well, one, I understand to a degree why the media operates the way it does nowadays. And the reason I say that is because 
Somebody can show up at an accident nowadays with a camera phone and they beat everybody. They, I mean, they beat all scoop everybody. That's exactly right. And so, what do you have to do? You got to compete with that. And I'm certainly not saying that it's uh, justified or anything like that, but that's just where we are. Now, I will tell you this, man. Yesterday, I, I had signed off when you mentioned Tiger Woods, but I was still listening. It was on my phone. I was listening when you said that. And just for a split second, I'm not saying it was anywhere close to it, but for me, it was 2020 all over again, and Kobe had just crashed. That's that's what it was for me. It was like, oh, dang, come on, man. We just got through this. And like I said, just for a split second. But I got to tell you, it hurt. Because in my mind, he's a guy, yeah, he has not been lauded as a black man, especially from his own camp and from his own mouth and everything. But he's still a brother. Whether he claims it or not, we know who he is because we know who his daddy is. Right. You know, your mama call you Clay, daddy call you Clay, I would call you Clay. It says, you know, so that's that's where we are as a as a race. We know who you are. You don't have to admit it. You know. Uh -huh. So that was the first thing that happened. Then when I started really looking at it and going, you know, I'm just I was just you know what I was glad of. I was really glad that they didn't say we found drugs. It is uh, you uh, know, his alcohol level was so and so and so and so point percent, you know. Uh, you know, oh, there was a hooker in the car, you know, some black because you know, you know, had there been anybody in the car, especially if it had been female. But you know, if there had been anybody in the car, there'd be so much more to this. Right now, all they can run with is the the, the little bull job they have with the with the girl that supposedly had the affair with and all that stuff. But the reality is, that's the world we live in, man. You don't look for the real story anymore. You look for the most, you know, I got to sell, I got to sell, you know, fans. I got to get likes. I got to get shares. I get, you know, you don't get that with the truth. Well, here's the irony of what you're saying. Tiger Woods had a car accident. Yes. That is cost that that may we don't know how bad this thing is, but he had to have major surgery on his legs. Right. We don't know where that mean what that means. Does that mean he's he's just going to go through a recovery period? Does it mean his career is over? Does it mean we've seen Tiger Woods on a golf course playing for the last time? We don't know what it means. That should be enough story. But here's like, the other thing. You know what I'm saying? That should yeah. be enough story. But but his his other thing is not just his legs. The more the more important part is his ankle. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's, I, yeah. Listen, I I crushed my ankle in 2007, coming at the airport in Dallas. I stepped out of a limo, stepped onto this metal sheath. You know how they run along the curb, mm -hmm. and it was wet. So when I stepped on it, my body went forward. But my foot, um, yeah, my body went forward, but my foot went the complete opposite direction. Oh wow! So much so that you know, not to gross anybody out, but the bone was sticking through my leg, and I and the guy that was driving me, that dropped me off at the airport, saw me fall when he got out of his car and looked down at my leg. Because guess what? Shock kicked in. I didn't feel a thing. Oh yeah. Uh 
Shocker did so bad that I didn't finish it. He said, you do not want to look down. And when he said that, he proceeded to throw up. I was going to say that had to be next. That's how bad it was. But it took me, I still got the pins and stuff in my ankle. But it took me a good year to where I could walk just normal. Right. And still have issues. If I spend any serious time on it, it swells up on me real bad. You know what well, so, well, um, that's what I'm saying. That should be enough story. Should. Like, I don't no. know what else, what else you need. That's it. Go ahead. They're, they're trying to connect it. I heard them this morning. They're trying to say, you know, now the concern is because, you know, he had so many back surgeries, you know, like for somebody who's had a bunch of back surgeries and it sounded like he was trying to allude to, you know, like the, a lot of meds, you know, a lot of meds that people have to be on having the back surgeries, you know, and, and, and to have one surgery, you know, but he's had more than one back surgery. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like it sounded like they were trying to, connect you know the two now somebody uh, an outlet this morning said he was alert yeah he is well that was one of the things that just popped up on the screen now that he is they're saying he is awake and he is alert uh so it'll be interesting to see where that goes but again i i, I guess i keep stressing this point to what unc just said that's enough of a story like you don't need anything other than that yeah, but you're a journalist. You're you're looking at it from the wrong window, bro. You are a journalist. You are trying to look for the truth and the story. Nobody else is trained to look like that. They're looking for what they can sell the Joe Blow common everyday friend. Uh, this is this you know, this is exciting. You gotta see this. Whether it's true or not doesn't matter. Whether it's like it, I gotta get shares. And therein lies the issue right there. Whether it's true or not. There's a, there's a, I almost don't want to bring this up because I almost don't want to give attention to it. But there's a director for the show Grownish. Uh, and I guess he's, they're staying there because they're of the COVID situation. They're trying to stay away from people. And, you know, so they've blocked off some rooms at a hotel or whatever. And they're staying at this hotel to finish filming the season or whatever. And apparently he left yesterday to go to the set of Grownish. At the same time, Tiger Woods was leaving the hotel, and he said, Tiger Woods almost hit me. And I'm like, bro, Come why, on, are man. why are you doing this? <laughs> like, what? Really? <laughs> so you try to show a pattern of behavior? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you, I mean, I don't well, understand. And by the way, of course, I got this from who? Fox News. But you know what? It sounds just like when we were listening to what was going on with Kobe, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Gail tried to bring up uh, the situation with old girl. Yeah. You like what? The, what was that? And that's the reason what's that's what set Snoop Dogg off in the middle of the night in his head scarf to go all off and cuss her out over the internet because he was like, "What does that have to do with?" What just happened? The people are grieving. People are scared. People are concerned. He has a wife and children. And you want to go there? Well, let's talk about that for a second as well. Because that's the other part that of, of this that frustrates me to no end. 
Do we care about the collateral damage in these stories? Like, do we, as a journalist, are you just that deaf that you don't care about the collateral damage? Right. Because guess what? Cable TV is everywhere now. Right. News is everywhere now. You can get news on your phone. You can get news on your laptop. You can get news on your iPad. You can get it on Twitter. You can get it anywhere you want now. And a lie will travel the world faster than the truth has time to put on his shoes and lace them up. Yep. You can get it on your Apple Watch. You can be jogging outside and don't have a computer. And guess don't what? Don't have a, a phone, but you get on your Apple Watch, it'll tell you breaking news. And guess what? His kids are old enough to see the news now. Right. So what do you think his kids are thinking to hear about their dad? All the news or so-called news that's coming out about their dad. Well, that's what they were trying to say when the Kobe situation happened. They was like, news people, pump the brakes. The family ain't even been notified. So, And, and then they were talking about, in other words, some of the sheriffs that were supposed to go out and supposed to be investigating the situation, they trying to get the hookup with TMZ to get the $5,000 to be the first person to take the first picture of what happened on scene. We, we don't care about the collateral damage. We don't care about... What happens or who gets burnt in the process, his friends, his family, his his mother, his who his girlfriend, his fiance, who whatever. Doesn't matter. I Lloyd, got the story first. Lloyd, when the story broke with Hillsong, with the pastor, nobody was concerned that he's he's a married man with children. They like, look, he was up in Brooklyn. Perpetrating as a a, a, a sports uh, personality with some chick. Let me let me say this. Let me say this. Celebrity is hard. When you sign up for that life, you've signed up for something hard. That yeah. life. And I'll That's say this too. Some of that is self-inflicted. I, we have a story of a singer, K. Michelle. K. Michelle has been going through quite a bit these last few years. Some of what she's going through is self-inflicted because she decided in order to succeed in the music business, she needed to enhance herself. And so she went and got butt implants and breast implants and this, that, and the other. And then those breast implants and butt implants started literally killing her. So she had to start going through a process of removing those butt implants and the materials and the chemicals and the things that were literally poisoning her body. She had to remove those things. And she's still going through that process. So when she goes on Twitter yesterday to just celebrate life in it and, and the fact that she survived all that and she wants to play a Cardi B song and dance on Twitter and she's doing, she's twerking and the remnants of what used to be her butt are flapping in a way that make people say, oh my gosh, she's had a blowout in her behind. And they crucify her and she's trending on Twitter. And all she's trying to do is celebrate the fact that she's still alive. But that's what you sign up for. Because you're a celebrity. You don't get to be normal anymore. Because let's be clear. There's really not implants for your behind. It's well, injection. Hold on. I don't want to get lost in that story, though. Because just to me, and you're right. You're right. Let me. I know where you're going with that, and you're right. But what I want to talk about in that is... The fact that there's no normality to the moment you become a celebrity. 
I'll, I'll go this way. I'll go this way. I was writing, um, we were working on Aaliyah's last record. When we were in New York, me, Static, Black, Smokey. Um, um, and at the time, you had a lot of other people in and out of that studio. These are the writers and producers for Aaliyah's okay. first or second album? All of her records. Oh, well, all of them. well, for this story, though, I'm saying. This, yeah, myself, Smokey, and Black were working on this, the red, the last album. The last, okay. There you go. I, I'm just trying to give them context. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we were working on this record. And I don't know uh, what the guy's name is, but it was one. He was a rapper, really famous rapper at that time. Comes in the studio, and he wants Static to work on a song for him. And Static said, "Okay, man, we can get together, man. We can do whoop whoop whoop." They chopped it up a little bit, and then Static went back to work. Well, I'm sitting in the uh, sitting in the lounge, taking a little bit of break, watching the news. And there's rappers on the news, right? They're just coming out of the studio. He gets thronged by like, I don't know, all kinds of journalists, reporters, and whoever else. Static looked over at me and said, see, that's what we were talking about the other day. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, you know the conversation we had the other day? And, and here's what Static told, had told me at one point. Because I'd asked him, I said, man, you know, you got to, dude, you could just go solo and, and do this and do that and do that and that. He said, Shay, I would have rather have the money over the fame any day. He said, I got more money than most of these guys got fame, and they can't go to the store. Yeah. They can go, go somewhere and just enjoy a night with their family. They can't go have a dinner and just be in peace. He said, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely content where I'm at. I'm extremely happy with what I got. Because he understood the price of celebrity, the price of fame. And listen, the, the price of fame and the benefit of fame never line up. Mm. They never line up. What you give up for fame, money does not pay. Money won't give you time back. Money won't give you privacy unless you just become a, you know, you get famous and become a hermit and just kind of just go in your neutral corner and never come out. So I that's to me, is my understanding has always been that. It's like, man, I don't need it. You know, uh, oh. go ahead. No, I was just going to go back to Mama Noise's point with 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 uh, her saying people like Kay Michelle who, because you become famous, and the way she became famous. There you go. It's she out. became famous off of the love and hip-hop scene and the whole 9F show. And, and then she built her career in a way that wasn't well, really, just the whole thing was not authentic in in in, in many ways. I mean, here's the irony of K. Michelle, ridiculously talented singer and writer. Like, if you ever heard her stuff, she's really talented. Like, really, 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 really talented. Did she do a country record or something? Oh yeah. Well, she did. She did. Uh, she was working on a country album, but she's written some country songs. Right. Really, listen to me. For those of you who don't know, and I'm not just saying this because for the story, I'm, I'm a K. Michelle fan. I love her music. I'm not crazy about her personality, but her music is ridiculously good. Right. And and but Mama Noise's point is correct. When you build your celebrity off of a certain way, then you're trapped in that thing. 
So now, like you said, Mama Noah, there is no safe way to get butt implants. There is no safe way to add breast to your body and, and, and all of these different things. And I was listening to a young lady in an interview last night talk about she was considering, first of all, by the way, the young lady that was saying this didn't need the breast implants. Like she was clearly doing okay. But <laughs> but she was saying, I, I felt like I needed to get breast implants, but my doctor said my body would reject it. And I'm like, first of all, who told you that? Yeah. Like, who are you talking to that's telling you that your best path to success is more breast? Well, they've listened to Cardi B because she said as long as she did not have breast implants and did not have, I don't know why they keep calling them butt implants, uh, injections, uh, that she said that she could not get her foot into the industry like she wanted. But once she got the implants, the uh, breast augmentation, and then had uh, the uh, uh, butt injections, all of a sudden her opportunities opened up for her to be able to get to where she wanted to get to. But now she's trapped in her own celebrity. She can't even buy a kid a gift without somebody and post it on Twitter without somebody, you're a bad mother. Are you buying your child a Birkin bag? You buying it? How dare you? What's wrong with you? This, that, and the other. By the way, um, by the way, um, Somebody asked my boy who used to be my engineer back in the day. Shout out to Jason Near. He said, "Did you work with Dallas Austin?" Just out of curiosity. A couple of times, yeah. Yeah, I think he may know you or something. That's why he maybe proposed that. But yeah, he worked with Dallas. Why am I looking at the phone? He yeah. worked with Dallas Austin, Jay. Uh, there you go. Um, a couple of records with him down in Atlanta. What were you saying, Mama Noise? I'm sorry. You, you. The mentality of the person doesn't change. That's the reason why a lot of the NFL, NBA players have a problem that once they come into a lot of money, they come into a lot of money. The mind, the mindset is still the same. If they ain't got somebody with them with wisdom to tell them to be financially, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, responsible, they're gonna they're gonna go out and trick it off. Like I always give my example of Shaquille O'Neal spending a million dollars in twenty four hours. If you ain't got somebody telling you the right or wrong way or, hey, you probably don't need that or, okay, before you sign this contract or once you sign this contract, this is what you need to do to make sure that you eat for more than just a moment, but you eat forever. Uh, you know, you eat continually, but she doesn't have that. So to me, she's doing, she's, she was a stripper. So she's got still got the stripper mindset. I, as soon as I make this money, I'm going to buy my daughter this Birkin bag and and whatever it is she wants. How she know what she wants? She's a toddler. She but only it, know what but, you but, want. But, but, but you know what? But here's the other thing is if you don't know the rules coming in, you you're you are doomed to fail. Even when you win, you're gonna fail. Because here's the here's the motto we used to have when I was young. Is the same thing it took to get there is gonna be the same thing it took to stay which is going to be the same thing it took to take you out. If you go in playing the game, playing the Twitter game, the Twitter game is going to build you up. But that same Twitter game is going to take you out. And Cardi B, the smart play would have been, in my mind, yeah, you can buy your daughter whatever you want to buy, but don't post it. Don't put it on Twitter. Don't put it on Instagram. Nobody needs to know. They but, don't know when they see the baby with the bag anyway. <laughs> but but here's the problem. She built that, Ron, first of all, uh, 
Ron is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and I love him to death. Uh, the, the, the problem is this. She built her career on Twitter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Same thing it took is what's going to take you out. Yeah. So you can't, it, like, the internet give it and the internet take it away. Like, right. here, this, and here's the irony. Here's the irony. Uh, she has the same problem we have as noise media. We're building, We're building our brand on Facebook, on YouTube. Yeah. And so this is where we, we, we have started by interacting and building it. And hopefully we can continue it and build. But as we get bigger and bigger and bigger, I'll never forget. Here's the best comparison I can tell you. Never forget that um, I was in a grocery store once and um, lady had on a Potter's House shirt, I think it was. Oh, Lord. And she clocked out on this uh, this cashier. She <laughs> went off. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. That's the Potter's House on. And it just went off on the lady. And somebody said after her, man, she had on a T.D. Jake shirt. I sure don't want to go to that church. Yeah. Yeah. See, the bigger you get, you might carry the same heart. That don't mean the people you you connected to do. Listen. So, so as noise continues to grow, we hope that mm -hmm. the culture of being a noise maker here is at, at seven sixty or whatever our number is now continues to permeate as we continue to grow, and everybody will carry that heart. There's no guarantee to that. Well, you don't get to decide who likes you, right? You don't get to make that decision. Right, you step out there, it's whoever will let it go. But Mama Noy, take the final comment before we take a commercial break. I think that uh, you need to take a look at the uh documentary on Britney Spears on Hulu. I've never, I, I, I took the time to watch it, it wasn't time lost because you know, sometimes you'd be like, Man, I could never get that time back. I could get you know, I it wasn't time lost because I mean, when you look at it from this perspective, where you can't get mad. You when you when you at that level of celebrity, you can't get mad when you go places. You can't, you know, the way we take for granted where if somebody do something you don't like it or you you turn your face or whatever. When you have somebody who got a camera in your face and you say, "Well, I'm gonna put my baby on my lap while I'm uh, sitting in the car till I get my purse together," somebody snaps a picture. Bad mother is trying to drive without putting the baby in the car seat. Dang, I was getting ready to put her in the car seat. I just had her on my lap until I got my keys or until I got myself situated in my purse. Or I was looking for my cell phone. When you got somebody that's got a camera on you all the time, then we talk about what we were saying earlier about the celebrity and uh, uh, what they have to go through. We, we ain't even, you know, it's to the point where they're saying, you know, they need to, that celebrities are asking for a law that they shouldn't have to be terrorized by paparazzi. And people say, well, you supposed to. You said you want to be famous. So that means you you want everybody to know all your business. Well, we're going to take a quick break on that point. Al just showed up. We're going to take a quick break and talk more about that. Because I asked the question, and there's, a dope, and there's another side to that question. Uh, do we care about the collateral damage? So we'll take a quick break, come right back. You're listening to Talking Noise. The Daily Podcast. We'll be back in a minute. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy, Mr. Noise, and I'm trying to tell y'all what's going on with our newest sponsor, eBay. Now, whether Rare Dead Stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verifies the box, logo, stitching, and a dozen of other inspection points. And each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. You can't beat that. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. That's ebay.com slash sneakers today. It's eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Tell them the noisemakers sent you. Popcorn single time well, how can, can you me. not how can it makes, you not it makes me feel good and <laughs> makes you hungry feel good oh uh, you know what somebody is showing off already look at this y'all see this well let me just tell you what happened <laughs> somebody got a birthday tin in the mail <laughs> And I mean, oh, wow. let me tell you, let me tell you how my wife is. Uh, let me tell you what my wife is and how she, who she is and what she is. Man. When it's her birthday, and by the way, we're coming to the end of uh, hopefully her birthday celebration. I think this is the end right here. What? But didn't it start like December thirty? December thirtieth, bro. I'm just saying. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's been a birthday two months. It's listen, y'all don't even understand. It's been twenty two years of my life right here. I thought it was over when she killed the balloons. It, I thought it was too, but no, it wasn't. It just, just you know. So now she's eating a tin that she had specially made for her by <laughs> Mr. LeVan Burton, where it has crab legs, dirty deal, Ooh. and Parmesan garlic herb. Wow. You know, a handful of the Parmesan garlic and a handful of the dirty deal equals dirty, dirty. Thank you for that recipe there, Al. Yeah. 
<laughs> I remember that. You know, I don't remember how you ordered a whole tin and been getting nothing to share with us. That's how I remember. That's all right. My birthday's coming up soon. <laughs> anyway, um, do we care about collateral damage was the question that we talked about. There's two parts to this question. Here's the second part to that question. Okay. Celebrities don't count the collateral damage either. No. A lot of times they don't. They do not consider that what they do affects everybody connected to them. I will never forget Kevin Hart when he got busted. And and it takes it takes uh, you watching that documentary. We're big documentary people on this show. Yes, we are. Um, but it takes watching that documentary for you to understand how pissed his team was at him. <laughs> and they should have been. Because, Kevin, you said, I will carry the weight of it on my back. And they said, okay, Kevin, we'll support you. We got your back. Go be great. And, and, and we'll work with and for you. And then this fool went out and cheated on his wife and got busted and got blackmailed. And it was a whole TMZ situation. And the face you saw was Kevin Hart's. But the collateral damage you didn't see was his entire staff being affected and wondering if they'd have a job the next day. Mm. Kevin Hart said those comments. And by the way, I think Kevin Hart was deeply um, uh, uh, raked over the coals by the Oscars. The way that they treated him in the Oscars over that homosexual comment that he made about his son, uh, that was just deeply wrong. Right. However, however, the way Kevin Hart handled that situation mm-hmm. was not the best. Because he went out and he said, well, I'm not going to apologize. And I'm not going to say anything. And it was old comments. I don't have to apologize. This, that, and the other. That sounds good when it's just you. Yeah, right. Problem is, it ain't just you, bro. You got a whole assistant in your office that, oh, by the way, is a homosexual that you offended. You got a whole team of people that now have to answer these questions in every media outlet that, because you don't think they're going to, people going to call? Oh, the, no. They, yeah, yeah. The, the, the plastic cup boys, who is your whole crew? So there's a collateral damage on both sides that we don't always consider. And 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 the celebrity doesn't often consider. Tiger never considered his family when he was out hoeing around. Never, not one time. Other than the fact that he didn't want to get caught. Well, you know what, man? I, I, I know what you're saying and I agree with it. But I will offer this little bit of a varying inflection. Okay. Oftentimes, people who do things like that, they really do consider their people around them and their circumstances and how it affects other people. But they're so caught up in that situation that they proceed as though nothing's going to happen. 
I know so many guys who are drug addicts who want to be off of drugs. They want to because they, they're hurting their family. They're hurting their children. They're hurting themselves. But that addiction is so strong that they oftentimes going into it know that they're doing damage and have considered it and pray about it and really seek help, but they still do it. People have vices that they are they are prey to. It's it's you know uh, these guys who go after different women and stuff, even though they're married and stuff. It oftentimes has nothing to do with the marriage. It has nothing to do with the family, and it's a there's a there's something wrong in their own psyche or mentality that for, that that allows them to commit these actions. So I, again, I, I, I would say that two things can be true. Huh? Like, um, I would say, like you like to say, two things can be true. Yes. That, that an addiction can be occurring, that a vice can be being explored, and that they have not considered their family all at the same time. I think it could be, all be true. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, when you, when you speak of collateral damage, yeah. I think they do weigh the collateral damage in, in a lot of cases, but because they're so caught up in you know, I, I can't tell you how many guys think it makes them great to know that they've slept with 20, 30, 40, 50 women. But the real players know if you're going to make it work, you make it work with one. Right. You know what I'm saying? The, the real players know I'm going to make that one woman, she's going to be like 50 versus I got to sleep with 50 women to get what I got with the one I already got. Does that make sense? Yeah. So to me, but that's a fallacy. But they're they're not they're not mature enough to see the the fallacy of that. They're not mature enough to see the the, the real truth of the situation. Because at the end of the day, man, you you sleep with fifty, sixty, however many women. What do you got when you go home? Nothing. But if you got one, if you got your wife and she's solid, she's on your team. You know, man, I look at you and Mama Noise, and I know people got to be jealous. I know they got to be, because they're looking at. You guys holding it down, then you then you come with a show like I still do. Then you have a show with your daughters, and, and she's your wife's with you in all of this. And I know there's guys that are completely jealous of that. They gotta be looking at it going, man, I wish I had that. But they're steadily knocking on holes doors. You know what I'm saying? They're steadily staying in the wrong practice, and that's a that's an education unto itself. I, you know, I agree with you both, uh, but I, I, I'll say it's no different than um, uh, a, a gambler yeah. uh, sitting at the crap table or at the roulette wheel. The odds say stop, yeah, you take your winnings and leave. <laughs> yeah, but the, out, the, 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 the gambler is saying eh, it's worth the risk. One more roll. One more roll. But, you know, and I apologize, and it sucks that I only get the second hour. But if I could backtrack and go back to uh, go. Go. Uh, the Tiger in incident. Hold on, hold on. Did you dig? Did you dig? Did you dig deeper? No, uh, no, 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 no. Just my, this, is all, this is all my opinion. I didn't pull out the shovels today. Um, I, I want to commend uh, the media for how they handled yesterday. Really? Okay. Yes. And the reason I say, uh, based on the timeline you read at the beginning of the show, this took place around 7 o'clock Pacific, right? Right. 9 o'clock 
Central, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. When did the story break? Uh, two hours later. About two, which, almost three which, hours. Which is which is typical. Right. But yeah. it wasn't typical for the Kobe incident. No. Um, I mean, well, most, I think it was about the same. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, because his family was getting uh, 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 stories from TMZ. Well, I'll say hours. You know, uh, uh, Tigers camp had already been notified. I'll I'll say this: they did a better job in regard. Well, but see, that wasn't necessarily media. That was more the uh, the 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 officers and that the the first responders team did a far better job. With Tiger situation, yes, they did. Sending the information back to family and friends, yeah. and whoever needed to know, then they did with Kobe. Yeah, the Kobe situation. That, yeah, that wasn't necessarily media. That was more because yeah. if the media would have could have broke it earlier, they would have. They, they you know, they yeah. listen. One thing I've learned about the media being a part of the media, a lot of, it, a lot of people. This, my perception was that it was handled with a lot more tact. Uh, than previous celebrity. Yeah, I would agree uh, with that. So, uh, for, for that, I'm appreciative. And then the uh, the story you were talking about uh, celebrities and 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 how they affect the people uh, around them, or they how their fans react. It's unfortunate that as a celebrity, as a uh, a person in uh, in the spotlight, you can't dictate who holds your banner. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Because somebody might be holding your banner, but their agenda is totally different. Yeah. Can I make can I make and a it reflects on you? Can I make a revelation to a lot of people right now that they may or may not understand or realize? Uh Nicki Minaj does not like all of the barbs. You know? Beyonce does not like the entire beehive. You, how could she? Because some of these people are crazy. And the way that they act is crazy. And the way they attack others is crazy. And so, but you're stuck. Because you because you can't control that part. Right. There's nothing you can do about that part. That part is what it is. And so now, like you said, Al, you have to live with, and like you said, uh, you have to live with both sides. Yeah. Well, it's the machine. It's the machine. You don't get to decide what the gears and the cogs and the pulleys and the pistons are in the machine. You're responsible for the design and the implementation. You're not responsible for how it got built. Right. Or And even how it's used. Once you say, I'm going to be in this machine, you don't get to determine how it's used, whether it's good for your celebrity or not. You don't get to determine any of that. Look at look at the brother that uh, uh, designed the filament. He, he couldn't dictate how it was used. Right. Therefore, Thomas Edison gets credit for the light bulb. You know, I'm thinking about what you said, Al, and I, part of what the difference between Colby's situation and the Tiger situation was that Kobe, I mean, the tiger was alert when the, you know, the police came down and all the different entities that came to assist the situation. He was alert 
and he they said he was able, he was alert and he was alert enough to be able to tell them who he was with the but COVID situation he was yeah, nobody knew, you know what I'm saying? They they trying to go by the manifest as to who was in the helicopter with Colby's situation, and there was no one. You know what I'm saying? You you coming up there with uh you know the situation as it was, and it was like, okay, we all trying to figure out who was in this helicopter where yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a true to your point, Mama Noah. It wasn't a true apples to apples situation. Uh Cause, cause the they didn't know who was in the helicopter. They didn't, and that thing leaked so fast uh, that it was. Yeah. But it's like you had said, Lloyd, uh, uh, when you were working the uh, the shooting. Yeah, and, and your team and your 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 interns and everybody was trying to get you information so that you could be first. That's that's what that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Yeah, and it goes back to what we talked about on Monday. We are an opportunistic society. And the opportunity to be first to break that news, uh, uh, the police officers at the scene of the Kobe, uh, the opportunity to to to, to collect on, what you say, Mama Noy's $5,000 payment? So so we are an opportunistic uh, 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 society, which is, you know, limits uh, the privacy uh, uh of that celebrity status, which yeah. attributed to the to the confusion, the the, the confusion to with who was on board. And right. Exactly. Okay, I'm gonna leak it first and say Rick Fox was on board. What confusion? The whole family was on board. What the whole family was on board? I mean, so it was coming from all different directions, which attributed to the confusion. So it just made it worse and worse and worse. Well, and then. And, and, you have to consider the benefits, first of all. Man, chaos has its own reward, first of all. You know, if you ever watch a Western movie and somebody gets killed in a town and they hear a gunshot, there was no, okay, let's forensic and let's send in a team and decipher who was there, what type of, let me look at what type of bullet it was. Well, the gunshot came from by the, by the barn, and this dude was standing by the barn. So that's who's guilty. Chaos. And so somebody in the town who may know the truth knows that if we let the truth get out, then I'm busted. So what they do is stir the people up, get the people to, you know, riled up, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. that's chaos. And that's the world we live in. TMZ benefits from chaos. And all these camera time people that go in with their cell phones, well, you can't, do you call them cell phones anymore? But the people that go in with their phones and everything and take pictures and all that, it's all chaos because whoever says something first reaps a pretty heavy harvest. Doesn't have to be true, but they got all the people looking at them, all the fans coming to them. And that's where we live, man. You know, when I, when I again, like I said, when I saw it just for the few seconds, I'm not saying it was all day, Actually, it might have been more than a few seconds. You know, the very first thing I thought about when, when you said yesterday the Tiger Woods had been in an uh, accident, but you said, well, we don't know all the details. But you know what went through my mind when I saw that picture? Like I said, at first I thought, well, it's not that bad. But more importantly, I thought, dang, man, another black celebrity, another yeah. black brother, yeah, gone. Yeah. It's not bad. Like when you... you know 
Yeah. yeah, they weren't telling us what's happening. They weren't saying. Uh, yeah, it sounded bad right off the top. You was just like, oh, my God. And then when I saw the pictures, I was like, ooh. And then it was being so vague. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and I'll let you in behind the curtain. A lot of, let a lot of people in behind the curtain as well. Uh, and by the way, I don't want to take credit for all of the, the total credit because Jason Neer, who was the in, engineer for my radio show, who mentioned earlier, and also who helped old supervisor intern he and i were in complete agreement on we need to slow our reporting down of this story because we want to get this right but um the, the 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 one thing about behind the curtain on this thing is that when you have when you have a story like this and it's breaking and it's breaking in real time and i've only I, i've only had the if you want to call it a pleasure i want to have had the pleasure of being on air a few times when a massive story like this broke. Uh, I was on the air for Sandy Hook. I was on the air for uh, Penn State when Sandusky broke, oh, wow. uh, which was the He's most bizarre day of my entire radio career. The most remember. bizarre day. Because let me tell you something. There's never been a story that I did not want to do more <laughs> than that one. I'm not that I had no interest in doing that story whatsoever, but it's a sports story and I'm on ESPN. But why, why, why was it so? Uh, because it's because when you see, we didn't, we didn't go by the rumor. We were given the transcripts. We were sent the transcripts of, oh, of, of the investigation. So I spent the night before Mama Noise can tell you, I spent the morning of and the night before literally reading through a hundred pages of transcript. And it's the most disgusting thing I've ever read in my life. Wow. So now I got to try to come on the air in a somewhat non-biased way and, and talk about this story. And there's no way to do that. There's no way to talk about pedophilia in a non-biased way. Mm. Either you're for it or you're against it. And I'm totally against it. So that's the end of it for me. I don't, that, you know, no, some people are, listen, Al, some people. No, I'm just going to say there's a way because if you put it to the tune and say age ain't nothing but a number. I can't. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, body blow, body blow. <laughs> I see you, Al Kelly. Wow. Man, that was, that was funny. Uh, Jason, stupid. He goes, We we had a funny thing, talk about a, a funny thing. Uh, just to give you an idea how stories break in celebrity, uh, y'all realize TLC, uh, when the story broke of Andre Horizon, Andre Horizon, Andre Andre Horizon's house being burned down by Left Eye, uh, 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 the two other T Boz and Chili, they knew nothing about it. They were watching the news like everybody else. And she she literally <coughs> was watching them. Me and Jason got this running joke where they're she's watching it and she's on the phone with Chili's on the phone with T Bob. Like, girl, turn the channel five. This the broke down. <laughs> <laughs> so we got this running joke. But that's the reality. It's some stories break in real time. And it's even worse. And you gotta remember. I started my sports career at the start of Twitter. So that was weird in and of itself. Yeah. Because stuff started breaking in real time. Yeah. And you're going, wait a minute, this is like, this is happening? Like, I, 
Like the headquarters didn't even have it yet. Wow. Like reporters were saying, we see Charlie Strong on the on the on the in the airport right now. He's headed to Texas. We're like, what? And then, so you're you're getting it all in real time. So it's the same thing now. When you if you ever want to break a story, go to Twitter. I was gonna say that because Unc was talking about uh, when when Unc was saying uh, um, earlier that uh, uh, you you had a like an accident or something like that. People are there with their phones. It used to be here comes the news crew. No, everybody's a reporter now. Right, right, right. And the reporting. And here's the other side. A lot of times, the reporting of the average Joe. The information is better than what the the credible sources would give you, because oh, they're literally we, there. We had Robert Latell on here, on the show, with his folks with video from being in the party with James Harden. With James Harden, well, they like the whole everybody media wise was looking at Robert Latell like, how you get the video? Inside the park, like I ain't saying it on hearsay. I got the video, and I'm sure TMZ was like, "We'll give you five thousand dollars." Oh yeah, uh, he could have named his price for that. You understand? This is and this is the society we live in. There's going to be here's the reality: there is going to be collateral damage. Now, with every story that breaks. There's gonna be collateral damage. Yeah. And you and, and it's almost impossible to get out in front of it. It's almost impossible. Because how do you do that? If somebody's standing there with a camera and a video and audio in your face recording the moment, how do you get out in front of that? How do you spin that? Again, put it to a tune. It wasn't me. <laughs> Al, you got on fire today, bro. Like, what's going on? Shaggy said it best. It wasn't me. Well, this is the reality that we live in, guys. Um, I, I, I feel bad for Tiger. Um, I feel horrible for Tiger because I don't, I don't know what this is going to become. Just like everybody else, we're all wondering. I would imagine, based on the information that we have and just looking at history and reality colliding together, that it's 2021 for sure is over. Oh, absolutely. I would, I would think. The, the the sport of golf, I golf recreational. I can't even classify myself as a hacker. Uh, but the, the sport of golf requires so much torque in so many areas of his body for instance, his back. He just had a back surgery, another fifth back surgery a month ago. Yeah. yeah. So now, because of this ankle and leg, the rehab on that back is going to come to a screeching halt. Well, not only that, but now there's probably going to have to be another rehab, a totally different. Because, see, the pain of the accident has not even been assessed yet. No, uh, even the EMT said, oh, he's in shock. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't even got to the pain of the accident yet. We're still at the legs. The, the and, actual yeah. pain of the accident, we, we'll get to that in a couple of days. And, and that left leg, that's his plant leg. That's right. where when you see his follow-through, that's what you see torque. 
the most. Yeah. His left leg as his hips come around. So, I, I, so, 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 have we seen the last of Tiger? I, I believe on the PGA Tour, yes. He may be physically able to come back and play in some senior uh, events down the line, but I'd say on the PGA Tour, yes. Wow. You know what? You know what's funny, man, is I, I agree with everything you're saying, Al. I do a little bit of golfing, but, you know, in my but what I will say is this Tiger Woods reminds me in a lot of ways of LeBron in this sense. If he really, really sets his mind to it, he can come back. I believe that about him. I understand the physical nature of it, having broken my own ankle and all this stuff. But I like to think, and, and, I, and I, maybe this is more of a hope thing, but I hope he does come back. Oh, yeah, I definitely oh, hope yeah, yeah. he comes back. For one, but for one reason only, I don't want to see – I'd rather see him lose, be at the bottom of the card on a PGA event, but being physically healthy, physically able to compete, than to never do it again. To leave this way, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, and I believe that's what he wants. Which oh, is why he kept coming back. You know, one of those, one of those back surgeries was an infusion. Yeah, you usually don't. I don't give a rip what you do. An infusion, you usually don't play anything again. Yeah, it's a metal rod up in the middle. He, of the he had to adjust his whole game because of that. He won the majors. He won uh, uh, Augusta in 2019. After an infusion, yeah, he won in 2014. He won a major uh, on a broken leg. Yeah. So if anybody can do it, and I, I believe if he sets his mind to it, he can. So for that reason, I, I won't say I've seen the last of him right now. I'll say this: I I hope we haven't seen the last of him. I I and I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and I think I'll definitely agree. I it's. Man, so this this is a long one, but I don't think that's what he's thinking about right now. Now I will I'll slightly disagree with you on that. Yeah, I, I mean I, I'm like Chad uh, Major in the chat. Uh, Tiger's the reason I went out and bought clubs. Same here. I got two sets of clubs. Yeah. So you know, and it's all because of Tiger. Yeah, same here. One of my greatest Father's Day gifts was my wife buying me a set of clubs, and I was just like, wow, this is incredible, and I love to play. I don't get out there as much as I like to, but but I, I I love to play. But I this is a hard one, man. And and on the heels of all of the back problems that he's had, it, it's this is a hard one. But I think his main focus is not that. I think his main focus is, man. I've got a young son and a young daughter, and I I don't want my quality of life to be in some wheelchair or on some cane where I can't enjoy my kids the way that I would want to. I think that's probably going to be his focus, his initial focus. Now, at some point, he'll get back to, if he can start to walk again, then like you said, um, he'll go, okay, you know, maybe I can get one more good run in me. You know, a, 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 I don't want to say a victory tour, but a, a farewell tour kind of situation. Uh, but, man, that's gonna be tough man i mean it is but, but, but don't you but don't you think that <coughs> or do you think 
that those you know, anybody can do it is Tiger. Don't you think those are more motivating factors than than reasons reasons not to do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just to see my son, see my have my children see me come back and be something. Whether I win or not doesn't matter. The well, that I can still do it. I want to. I want to unpack that one statement. I want to unpack that one statement you just made. Have my kids see me be something? Because here's the reality, and here's the question that I actually asked myself as we was prepping for the show today. Because the first, the second part of that question is, I we seen him play for the last time. The first part of that question is, is uh, what will the legacy of Tiger Woods be? And also. What has his children inherited? So you make a you make a powerful statement. Is it going to be the legacy going to be his his ability to come back from some horrific adversities? Uh, or is the legacy going to be he was the most dominant golfer to, and most intimidating golfer uh, to ever play the game? Because honestly, I know a lot of people try to say, oh, he's the black Jack Nicholas, this, that, and the other. I think Tiger is 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 Mike Tyson. Hmm. Well, he was for about seven years. I think I think Tiger was Mike Tyson. I think there's a lot of terms that Tiger won because he 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 enrolled in the tournament. And he if he got a lead on you, you knew where this was going. Even if he didn't. If he was if he was on the same day. Within two hours of your tea time, you knew he was on your heels. Yeah. And that shook a lot of opponents up, and that caused them to crumble coming down the back nine. That third day at a major with Tiger Woods used to be the most brutal day mentally in these golfers' life. I'm, I'm going to throw out some names to you of people who suffered the fate at Tiger, the hands of Tiger Woods. How about Ernie Els? Yeah. How about VJ Singh, who you have not heard from in years? Yeah. How about I mean, just mentally obliterated these guys. How about Rocco Mediate. Rocco Mediate. Phil, uh, uh, um, uh, what's Phil's? Uh, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Phil felt it a few times as well. Fuzzy, Fuzzy Zeller. Fuzzy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, hurt, it, it, it hurt him so bad, he was making racial jokes about the man. <laughs> They they had a they had a they had a I heard uh, on ESPN radio this morning they said uh, there was a tournament in Colorado that uh, you know that's back when Tiger was playing more than fifteen a year uh, and there was a tournament in Colorado that he went and played at for several years and then he decided I I don't I don't you know Sprint sponsored it by the way and he said I I think I'm 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 gonna pull back and just play fifteen a year and I'm gonna take that one off my list I don't want I don't want to play that one anymore sprint said what he's not playing anymore oh we're not sponsored anymore right right they literally had to cancel the entire tournament they could not get another sponsor but but think about this think about see there's there's the fact that you don't even think about this guy's name was so big that the entire sport of golf not just and, and when he came in, some of these guys had big names. VJ Singh was a big name. Phil Mickelson, Phil Mickelson was a big name when they came in. Fuzzy Zeller was a big name when he came in. When Tiger came in, it eclipsed them so bad that their market value dropped. 
let me tell you how let me tell you how big of a statement you just made. Uh, Tiger Woods <laughs> took a 10-year break. Yeah. Think about this. He was out for about a decade, almost a decade. And guys like Justin Thomas. Because, see, I watch golf now. Now I'm a kind of a diehard. So guys like Justin Thomas, guys like uh, Roy McElroy, uh, Roy McElroy, guys like uh, Jason, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forgot his name. But yeah. These guys have ascended to the uh, Brooks Kepka. They've ascended to the top of the mountain. <laughs> Right, they're winning tournaments and winning majors, and they were winning, but the ratings sucked. Right, the tournament money sucked, and then Tigers decided, I think I can come back. Came back, and all of a sudden, the ratings are back up again. The money's back up again. (laughs) Tournaments are back on TV in prime time (laughs) positions again. The guy was people, people are are actually watching the first thirty six holes again. <laughs> because nobody cared about the cut line until you know nobody cared about golf until Saturday and Sunday. Not not unless you were a diehard. But then they started. Oh well, where's Tiger? Where's Tiger? Can you? But also think about this. You actually own the. Own, here's what I, it tickles me. I went to play golf. Like I started real early. I started before Tiger Woods got popular. Right, I didn't. I had an uncle that was into Lee Elvis. My, my my uncle was, uh, well, he wasn't my biological uncle, but he was an uncle. He was really into Lee Elder. He was like Lee Elder. You're talking seventy five, so I'm like eleven years old. Lee Elder is going to play the Masters. What? A black guy is going to play the Masters? That's a big deal. That's a big deal in seventy five. Now most people won't remember it because they weren't around then, or just you know whatever. It is a footnote in history now. But I, that's how far back it goes for me. So I remember going on the golf course, and one of the cardinal rules is you never, ever, ever applauded. You never, ever, ever spoke above a whisper. You never, ever made any sudden movements or gestures. And we ain't playing no daggone tournament. We just, you know, we out there recreationally. But the tournament was multiplied by the 1,000%. You better be quiet or you will be escorted out. Can you imagine being playing on your on your grid? You're leading the field. Tiger Woods is behind you because ain't nobody out there to watch you play, even though you lead the field. And you hit a shot, and it's a decent shot. You feel good about it, right? Tiger Woods hits his next shot, and out of nowhere, you hit the, the scariest roar you ever heard in your life because all those thousands and thousands of people are rooting for the guy behind you. Can you imagine how intimidating that has to be? The the 2019 Masters was a moment, and it was a big moment. I won't take anything away from that. It was a big moment. But the moment I will always remember was the 2018 PGA Championship. uh, Not PGA Championship, but the the made-up tournament they just created at the end of the season. You know what I'm talking about, the PGA. the made-up tournament. Yeah, well, it was, it was kind of made up because there was no culminating tournament for the year, and then they made up these last four things and created this thing that's the culmination of the year, the last four, year, whatever. So that last one were really sick. That really signaled that Tiger was back, and yeah. I will always remember 
him walking up 18 and all of these people jumping on the course and walking behind him. And I'm going, my <laughs> God, this is this is 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. He still got that. Yeah. And stronger, if, if possible, it's stronger than it was. And by the way, there's nothing like that coming down the pipe. Brooks Kepka doesn't get you that. Roy McElroy doesn't get you that. J Jason Tom uh, 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 Justin Thomas doesn't get you that. None of these new guys gets you that. What's the kid from Dallas that they held as the great hope? Um, oh gosh, what's his name? I know his name. I can see his face as clear as day because because he had Justin Thomas looked just alike to me. Yeah, he he he's not Tiger Woods and he's not intimidated by Tiger Woods at all. He's totally intimidated. They're all intimidated by him. Now, like a cheap sweater. Right? Now the one, the only one I would say is not really intimidated might be Brooks Kepka. <laughs> Brooks because Brooks can hit. Brooks is a beast. So I and I'm, I'm you know I love Brooks's game, but they're all but but they all feel it. They know what the Tiger experience is. They know and Rory just folded like a cheap suit. Right. He was supposed to be the next coming, the up and coming. But right. they, but dude, I'm talking about it looked like five to six to maybe a thousand people just gathered behind him and walked him up to the 18th to almost to say welcome back to the throne. Right. And I'm saying, bro, you've been gone 20, 10 years and you're still on the throne? Long live the king, baby. So I, I, just, I, I think it's awesome uh, that, that people like uh, Calvin Pete and, yeah. and, and Lee Elder and Charlie Stifford and Pete Brown, those guys that were trailblazers, yeah. got to actually witness uh, Tiger in his prime. Got you know, got to see the fruits of their labor. Well, and you know, the other cool thing was Tiger acknowledged Lee Elder big time when he won that first. When he won that first one, man, he walked up to him and gave him a hug and said, "This is your, this is your championship." So yeah, I, mean, I I remember as a teenager, Calvin Pete. I think he finished second. I know he didn't win it. He either finished second or third in a PGA championship. And I thought that was the greatest thing oh, you know, because those other cats were before my time. Right. So I, I thought, man, a black man, you know, on the final day of a, a major golf championship. So we thought that was a, a big deal until this guy, right. Tiger Woods, came along. So anyway, we'll be praying and sending our love and thoughts and, Absolutely. and to, uh, to Tiger and his family throughout all this. But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do a better job of, of, of I don't say protecting celebrities, but as media, I, I think we do an amazing job here of it, of trying to tell a balanced story. Well, you know, uh, the great thing about Tiger Woods, and most people don't point to this, but the truth of the matter is, he still got more than half of his life to live. So who knows what the rest of his story is going to be, man? He could literally turn around and be the greatest philanthropist. He could turn around and be the greatest example of humanhood. He could turn around to any number of things because he's got 40, 50, 60 years of his life ahead of him. We hope. Well, I'm I'm just saying, you know. I felt the same way about Kobe. And, we, you know, I'm not trying to bring it down to it. But even to that matter, look at what Kobe did before he left. Yes, yes. You know, when no, he, I, yeah. His sport, yeah. it, when he went to that next thing, he took on the mantle of being great. Yeah. And Tiger could do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. 
I got a couple of brothers did you see. One really big brother did you see that is going to be near and dear to my heart and maybe your heart as well. Um, and no, to the surprise of no one, because if you've been in there lately, to the surprise you, of no one. Well, because if you've been in the store lately, you knew this was coming. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Fries, you talking about fries, the electronics place? Fries, the electronics place. <laughs> I didn't know they were still in business. I thought they'd been gone. Well, see, that's what, like I said, to the surprise of no one, they're going out of business. Now, Al, I know fries got to Louisville late, so they're not a huge deal in Louisville. Oh, they were king. Why are you looking like that, Al? I've never heard of them. You never heard of Fries? I don't. Uh, I think it's out on Blake and Baker. Fries is listen, Alan. Fries is the equivalent to Circuit City. That's exactly no, what no, I was no, gonna no, say. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Fries is Circuit City, and we do have one. Hold on. Fries is Circuit City. If Circuit City had a steroid addiction. No, man. Uh, uh. Circuit City was worldwide, nationwide. Fries not in the Louisville, like you said. No, but but what I'm saying is, Fries <laughs> was so much bigger. And had so much more than Circuit City. Like Circuit City had a very niche kind of thing. Like it was strictly just electronics, and that was it. Fries picked something electronic or computer or TV or uh, washing dryer or anything anything that could be plugged into your house. That was Fries. But as a but as a corporation as an entity, Circuit City way bigger than Fries. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I'm talking about the specific store itself. I'm not talking about the, the let, nature let, of it. Yeah. Let me let me date myself and say I would equate fries to service merchandise. That's probably more accurate. Yeah, yeah. that's probably and more accurate. I'm not showing one here in Louisville. I thought there was one out. I thought they built one right before we left a few years ago. Maybe I don't even remember seeing. Well, it wasn't right anyway because it wasn't gonna last. (laughs) I was like, I've never heard of fries. Let me tell you, Jack Fries, maybe. Yeah, fries was flawed from the very beginning, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It was was a flawed model from the very beginning. Tell me more. Because you can't be great at everything. And Fries said, we're going to try to be great at everything. We're going to be the greatest computer place. We're going to be the greatest TV place. We're going to be the greatest appliance place. Yeah. We're going to be the great- and you can't be great at everything. And guess what happens? When people like Unc Noise, who aren't smart enough to know what they're going to the store and look for, or me, when I know I'm looking for a certain video, and, and I go in and I'm asking you for a very specific thing that your so-called experts should know, and they, they don't, don't know. know. They don't know nothing. You go in, hey, let me get that cat nine. Da, 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 da. Cat nine. You um <laughs> when you say cat nine, what do you bro? You work in an electronic store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cat nine is right. what are you doing here? And they didn't know. And and they were using the Best Buy's model. Because a lot of times the Best Buy guys don't know. Right. And they were using that model and they were all dressed the same and <coughs> expert. Every now and then you run into somebody that kind of knew what they were talking about. You right. know, when you're saying that, you make me think to the the fact that perhaps companies are not hiring people like this is a profession anymore. They're just hiring warm bodies 
to take over the position. Well, they thought they could get away with that. Because I, I, we mentioned, and, and not to go too deep in it, but we were talking about it on Uncorked Wine, uh, talking about Victoria's Secret and how Victoria's Secret got all these young girls in there that don't know nothing about trying to size anybody to get fitted properly. <clears throat> all they know is, I'll get this for you. I'll get that for you. I'll, I'll bring it to your dressing room. But they don't have any expertise into properly fitting you or properly sizing you so that you can get the right items. So you're so then here you have a store like Fry's that has all these people there. And you're coming up to them asking them for the specific item they're supposed to specialize in. And they have no expertise, no training, and no understanding of the individual uh, appliances or computers or whatever that's needed. Well, the, the problem with fries is deeper than that because the model itself won't work. And the reason it won't work is because you start dealing with electronics. You need people that actually went to school to understand a lot of the stuff that they're selling. You need people that were educated to understand what they're selling. That's why when you go to a place like Peerless Electronics or Real Stores, then, of course, yeah, they can tell you at 5, Cat 6, Cat 9, what those cables are, what they do, why you want to use one versus, you know, digital versus HDMI versus CDA, whatever. So the point is, you can't afford to pay those guys. Fry can't pay you $8 an hour for the education you have. So they got to get the guy from Whataburger or the guy from, from McDonald's to work in a store who doesn't know anything at all about any of this stuff. But then the other problem they have, which was unlike Circuit City, Circuit City would at least try to educate the people that came into their stores. They had oh, yeah. for their employees, yeah. their classes, yeah. and they started to bring you up to speed. So yeah. It's like Best Buy. Nice. Yeah. That's like Best Buy. You can go over there and talk to somebody from Geek Squad. Right. That's they, why they added Geek Squad, because they knew they were hiring people that didn't know what the hell they were doing. Right. But here's the other part of this. When you try to sell everything, you're probably not good at anything. Whoa, says the man from Walmart. Whoa. <laughs> we got this together. We are your one-stop shop. So don't step well, on our toes. Well, Walmart might be the exception and not the rule. Well, but, but let's be real. Walmart employees don't know daily about anything. Either. These are facts. But, but, you, but they're selling it so cheap. I was going to say, but you don't care because the price is so low. I'm in electronics roaming all around, and can't nobody help me in electronics. All they want to know is what you're looking for. And but I'm like, when okay. you when when you stocking a shelf <laughs> and you in the area in which I'm inquiring about and you Didn't can't you tell know? me where to find something and we both walking up and down the aisles looking together, right. if you don't go on about you, I could have well, did that myself. Let me give you one real good though. When you work in the area that I'm searching in, exactly that's, that's what I'm talking about. I ask you for a product that I'm looking at, and you can't tell me what it is. They they, they gotta do they gotta do this up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, customer needs assistance. And uh, <laughs> come on, man. Send somebody but else. Is, oh, but here's the real problem though that y'all ain't even highlighted though. In the midst of all of that, the problem is that same TV that you're asking about is two hundred dollars for a fifty inch. You like? Yeah, yeah. I can't leave. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. It's a flat screen 4K. Dang it. Hey, I'm going to tell you, as a former 
uh Walmart employee when I was in high school. Oh, you and first thing I say is y'all ain't paying me enough to have me run all the way across. Okay. I, they wanted me to work during prom. Okay, immediately I ended in my resignation because I was not going to work during prom. Well, I'm not, I worked at Walmart. I worked at Walmart for all of five months. But I will tell you this: in the five months I was there, I went from being basically a janitor to a supervisor to getting into the management training program in five months. But that was because I knew more about everything in that store than anybody there. But the, so what they would do is they would recognize not just talent. But they would recognize people that were smart and they would try to promote them. Whereas Fries didn't do anything remotely close to that. I remember going to Fries, I'd be so disappointed, so disappointed because they have every little thing that I don't want. And the very thing that I needed, they couldn't even tell me what it was. So then, you know what I had to do? Go to Radio Shack. And, you know, Radio Shack, yeah. bad. The yeah. Experts, but they were all nerd, arrogant jerks. Right. All of them. They so gone. You, you trade the experience. At Fry's, at least they're nice. They're idiots, but they're nice. Versus going somewhere, somebody's an actual jerk that you don't even want to deal with. You yeah. know what? When you said that, you made me think about all them, all them extended warranties that Circuit City had me paying for every time I went out there, every time I buy something. It didn't make no sense. Are I'm you like, still active? Ma'am, uh, don't you want an extended warranty in case something going wrong? I should have been like, you expect something to go wrong. <laughs> but you know, you gotta be, you gotta question those anyway, because most items are are come with like a two year manufacturing right, warranty. Right, right. So yeah, you know, no, but to... see, they saw the estrogen walk up there and was like, ma'am, you want to go ahead and get this uh, extended? They warranty. just didn't know you was a thug undercover, right? You know what? I got a question for you, Mama Noise. You said they wanted you to work prom. Just you refused to work any prom season, or was no, it your specific just prom? Just mine. Why are you trying to clown? I only went to one prom, which was just mine. <laughs> was he trying to clown? He did. He said, "Did you?" Want, yes, he did. He talking about did you want to work prom season like the whole season? I don't work prom season. No, I didn't. I only wanted to go to one prom. It was mine, bruh. But yeah, right. You got a point. But there's a lot of Walmart employees that have not been trained properly. Like there's a lot of them. That's right. I'm not sure what Walmart does. Like I don't think their job is. I don't think they feel like their job is to train you. No, oh, because most of them they figure you're not gonna stay long. I think Walmart in, uh, uh, interviews go something like this: Are You gonna show up? <laughs> you ain't gonna steal nothing, are you? <laughs> you gonna steal anything? Well, my mine wasn't quite like that. Mine was oh, you know, a little bit different. You know, what I'm you fit this outfit. Not, oh not. my gosh! Now, now you go to Walmart. You ask somebody a question, and they just stare at you and smile. And, and I don't want Lloyd's drop, so I ain't even gonna say what I. You know, y'all can read between the lines. They just stare at you and smile. You thought it? God, damn, that was racist. That was racist. <laughs> you should have thought it. I heard, I heard the thought in my head when yeah. you said that. <laughs> and one syllable coming out of your mouth, they stare at you. You're lucky if they smile, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you said your experience wasn't like that. 
No, not not in the training aspect of it. But again, one the store itself is subject to the leadership it has. So if you got a really good manager that wants quality people, then that's what they go for. But if you got a store that's just trying to maintain their numbers, then they're gonna have anybody. You know what? I I used to be frustrated with Walmart because they would hire I don't know what the proper word would be, but it's people that are challenged. Okay. And they would be greeters. But a lot of times these greeters, man, would be, you know, you never knew what you were gonna get with it. They were like, where your receipt at? You like, okay, well, first of all, I'm gonna need you to tone it down, calm down. Yeah. I have a receipt for what I'm bringing back into the store. Listen, I went into Walmart, I bought like four or five pieces. And three of them were electronic. So, you know, they gotta uh, deactivate the little thing on the actual packet itself before you can leave the store, right? Right. I'm leaving the store. I got my receipt in my hand because I know this. If it beeps, I gotta show my receipt. So I'm prepared. I'm prepared for that. I go through, and sure enough, it beeps. Man, this dude comes out of nowhere, like he's a cop. Sir, I'm gonna need you to put that basket over there on the left side of the wall, and you stand over here. And I'm like, hey, man, here's my receipt right here. And I'm gonna need you to put that basket over on the left side of the wall. You just stand here because you're blocking traffic. Hey man, I got my receipt right. Oh my gosh! I mean, I mean, just a total jerk wouldn't listen to me. and would not look at my receipt. You know the sad thing in that, Unc. I know from an insider. uh, Actually, we went to Moorhead with one of the gentlemen that uh, is a manager here in Louisville. But my, I have a relative uh, that was in the manager's program or at another store here in Louisville. Two-thirds of Walmart's theft is inside jobs. Wow. Wow. Employee theft. Wow. Well, I had the same experience. I bought a TV for Azaria, and I bought it in the back, in electronics. Right. And I told them, before I go through the store and walk out the store, are you certain that you have deactivated whatever this is? Yeah, the chip. You put the big stamp on my receipt that says paid in <laughs> electronics. And I said, are you sure? Oh, yes, ma'am. I'll be doggone. That's <laughs> what you want to say. No, it's not. But I went to the front of the store and before I could get out, I mean, alarms went off like I was trying to take uh, uh, gold out of Fort Knox. I was like, what is it? I said, I, I asked the person, <laughs> did you deactivate the thing? Right up here looking like a criminal. Now, when they get up there, then, then they want to talk about, oh, oh, we checked your receipt and everything and everything was legit. No, I went to the manager and said, this was unbelievable embarrassment for me, making me look like some type of thief or some type of criminal when I told Robert in the back, oh, yeah, if I'm paying that. for this back here, are you sure? I, you know, I should have said, Robert, you know what? You carry it to the front. You carry it to the front. You carry it out to my car. So then. Well, that you, listen, that used to be the policy at Walmart. If you bought an item in electronics, they at least would walk you up to the front. That used to be one of the policies. When I worked there, that was it. 
I don't know where they went, man. I don't know where it went because I, I was I sure I, carrying my I, own stuff. I want to thank you, you three, for single handedly uh, killing any chance we had of a Walmart deal. That is over. You know what, Lloyd? Well, but we do have, we do have eBay. Yeah, but it was Mama Norris that threw Robert under the bus. Yeah, she threw Robert. Robert left me on <laughs> drive. Well, listen, we don't have we don't have them, but we do have eBay, where you can go and sell your sneakers for a hundred dollars plus. No, or or you can sell your sneakers for whatever you can get for them. But there's no sneaker fees on sneakers that are a hundred dollars or more. That's that's the real blessing. Uh, so get on eBay and make that happen at ebay.com forward slash sneakers. So how do you sell them if you don't have the boxes? Because I don't have the boxes. Um, I don't I think it's necessary. You say you have to have the box? I don't know if you have to have the box. Um, but you might want to – I don't know. That's something that's we got to call eBay and find out. We might have to do a call. I was just going to ask, Uncle Lewis, what's, what's the status of your – Are you going to wait till the – Winner picks out the pair they want. Or are you just gonna set a pair aside? Well, I, I thought we would pick. You know, noisemakers would pick the pair they want to give away, and then well, you're gonna eBay uh, the rest. No, man, yeah, let it roll. Yeah. Well, I was thinking you need to eBay some of them shoes yourself, bro. Facts. You got nice shoes. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. You might, be sitting, you might be sitting on a couple, of, a few thousand dollars, and don't even know it. Well, I got a bunch more in the closet, Doc. Man, they were talking about a pair. I don't know. It might have been a pair of uh, red block Yeezy or something. Bidding prices like 16 Gs. Well, I saw a pair go for $61,000 the other day. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was telling you guys about. Yeah. 61000 That's crazy. It's the, the resale shoe game is crazy out here, son. And crazy, I, son. I know we may, I may hurt the Nike brand. We may never get them. But, but the bottom line is, they have never fit me well. I got I got a bunch of Jordans, man, and none of them have ever fit me well. Uh, see, it's I'm not because a, Nikes are narrow. I, I'm not a uh, uh, well. I don't choose to wear Nikes. Yeah, How's that, Lloyd? How's no, that? That's fine, I don't even, that, that, that doesn't hurt our chances, does it? I, I, it's not what I was looking for. Nike are narrow. <laughs> I can't endorse them. I can't endorse them in good in good faith because I'm the same way. I don't wear them. I'm yeah. telling you that certain shoes like Nike are narrow, yeah. and if you got wide feet in any capacity, that's not the shoe for you. Whereas me, you know, I, I I've been hunting around. I was trying all the different brands, but if they don't have it wide enough, it's a wrap. And I, I can't be comfortable in a shoe that's not going to, you know. I feel like low-key you're trying to say that uh, Nikes are for white people. What? Ain't no Nike wide enough. <laughs> God damn, that was racist. That was racist. No Nike that's wide not what enough. I said. Ain't no Jordan steep enough <laughs> to keep me from getting to you, babe. Oh, my. Oh, man. Uh, I would say Skechers are a but lot better. But if Adidas wants to roll with us, yeah. I like the Adidas. I got I'm about 20, 30 of them. You know what I've been eyeing a lot lately? You know what I've been eyeing a lot lately? It's Fila. Fila's trying to make a strong comeback. And they got some really nice stuff. And they got not just the shoes, but like this 
shirts and the jogging suits and the I'm feeling it. You know, I'm just saying, you know. I'm Again. Listen, Al, you're getting free shoes. What do you care? This is true. All right. So, Alice, we're going to squeeze Al out the feel ideal. So, there you go. Look, he said he was just playing. <laughs> Why you ain't no Fila? Never, 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 never. Uh, never speaking. Never. Is that chicken Fila or or Fila Fila? You know what? I'm not here for none of this. See, uh, you know what? This hatred and, and this. Y'all, y'all make I was going to say, speaking of uh, Unc Noise talking about his shoes, which shoes to pick out, we have had an increase in followers. Yes, ma'am. You don't say. We are now, if we get 28 more people, we can have another drawing. Uh oh. 28 is all we need. Each noisemaker that's listening to the show right now, if you just go to your, go to the noisemaker page and invite your friends, 28 of them, just extend the invitation. And we can have another drawing on Friday for a custom blanket from Lil Company, a Lil Company, a gift card for popcorn at Popcorn World, and um, that's everything that comes in the noise pack, right? Yep. Everything comes in the noise pack. See, but if you help us to get to the thousand, the thousand is where Unk Noise will personally autograph his guitar. We'll hook you up. And autograph a pair of the Nikes that he has shown us that he has in multitudes. Uh, Mr. Legacy Noise and Miss Queen Noise, mm -hmm. how do you get your name on the wheel? You got to be a top fan. What? You got to you you do that. You got to like, subscribe, share comment be active in the shows that we have here on noise media you gotta be active you can't just sit back and not do nothing <laughs> you gotta be active gotta make a difference gotta make some noise see what i did there subscribe on youtube on the noise makers on youtube page there is room on the wheel for you i like it I like these felines too. Those are really nice. Mm. They're my old school classic ones. That's mm -mm. what I'm saying. Mm -mm. What's wrong with them? Boy, you know, mm -hmm. Al, you just won't get a pair of these. I'm about to secure this feline idea. Y'all going to be like, oh, oh like, darn. Y'all going to be like, hey, Mr. Mr. Lacey knows this flying out. Where, ah! where is feline these days with the labor issue? With the labor? Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, what did you just do? I'm just asking. Labor issue? Yeah. What are you trying to say? They I don't know, but it could have waited until we got out there. Slave labor thing going pretty heavy, you know, some years back. It goes, it goes heavy in all directions. Like Nike ain't out here uh, employing. Hey, oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. Hey. I'm going to have to find out. Hey, let me tell you something. Stephon Marbury put the light on the subject and said, did you know that my shoes, the Starberries, are not made by children, are made in the same company, in the same factory as Nike. And They're I only charge this amount 
where Nike charges that much and it's in the same place and it's not made by children. Wow. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, we're leaving early because I got to talk to the to the staff. So uh, we love y'all. We hope y'all had a good time. Uh, we'll come back with some other stuff on tomorrow. Some of y'all just pulling up. Uh, we appreciate you pulling up, but y'all just have to watch it on the rewatch because uh, <laughs> we got to go. Love y'all very much. Have a great, what's the day? Wednesday? Have yes. Hump day. Hump day. Can I say something real quick? Absolutely. Hey, guys, uh, noisemakers, listen, if you want to get your shake cakes, um, I've had quite a few people hit me on Facebook, and we have we already have what's several orders for what's called the Ready Box. How do you get it? You can or you can you can call me at two one two eight five one three seven nine two. Place your order there. One more time, Mom. Two one two eight five one three seven nine two, and get your Ready Box, which is twenty dollars for the Ready Box, and that comes with four of the large cakes and four of the mini cake or you can hit me at shakeanderson at gmail.com shakeanderson at gmail.com and place your orders there all right if you want to get your shake cakes there's the menu and everything you you are really doing the world a service by buying these cakes all right love you we got to get you a facebook page can we get that on the? Uh, uh, can you post that on the uh, noise maker? On the noise maker page. I will. I will. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then they can know what kind of shake cakes there are. Yeah. Well, that'll be. Um, I'm trying to get the menu and all that posted, all the different things. All I know is they're delicious, and I can't stop eating them. <laughs> That's all I know. Shake cake. This is Mama Noise. Ain't sharing. I ain't sharing. <laughs> That's petty. It is. It is. It is. I'll, I'll admit that. Yeah, he, yeah, but see, he sent those for all of us. Did he, though? Yes. Sure. Yes. Sure. Yes. Sure. Sure. Like so could you please send me mine, uh, Lloyd? Oh, Legacy. No, no, I'll put yours in the middle. These are for you. I'm sorry. These are for you. Yours are on the way. No. Yeah, why are you up there trying to get extra? Really? <laughs> I noticed your tin's not downstairs where the entire family. This is a birthday tin. Wow. This thing is coming off for real right now. I tell you. Birthday tin. I'm saying. Mommy, what is a birthday tin? I don't. What is that? It's a man. It's LeBaron's way of telling her happy birthday. Oh, okay. That was something you can buy. December the 30th. Lloyd's birthday is. March the 5th. He ain't mentioned nothing about me, my birthday. Too. He ain't mentioned nothing about my birthday. Y'all have a great uh, day. <laughs> we will get with you uh, on tomorrow for another episode of Talking Noise. Be sure to wish Mama Noise a happy birthday. What go, is to, go to her Facebook page. <laughs> See this? Love y'all, man. Bye. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.